welcome to the Hometown Headlines newscast for Monday. By popular demand, we're adding a few more minutes to the weekday podcast. For some, we're now played on the morning commute to school or work, and you've asked for a few more minutes of local news and views to cover that drive. Consider yourselves now covered. We'll do the top headlines and sports updates first, and then our rant of the day. This one, by the way, titled, Block the Vote. That is, are we seeing some sort of voter suppression here in Northwest Georgia? All right, so here we go. First story, meet the Boilermasters. We spotted these guys on Facebook in recent days having more fun than should be allowed, serving up barrels of low country boil in the Cartersville area. It turns out they do it not for profit, but to benefit local nonprofits who auction their services. Read about a fun little enterprise that lets three good friends hang out together while helping their community in turn. Next up, this most peculiar local election of ours, in recent memory at least, just keeps getting weirder. We'll talk about that more in the rant in just a few minutes. Right now, though, let's review a few key headlines as Election Day gets closer and closer. First up, advanced voting starts today at 8 a.m. and continues until 5 p.m. That'll be at the Health Department on East 12th Street. This is the only place to vote in advance this year and will be open weekdays now through Friday, November 1st. Weekend voting is still up for debate. No Civic Center, Yellow Brick Courthouse, or West Rome Church for early voting this time around. We have two candidate forums or get-togethers set for this week. The first is at Fuddruckers at noon on Tuesday. The second is Thursday over on Division Street. Details available on our website. We also have links to stories and profiles of the 2019 City Commission candidates, as well as a link to the Community Watch candidate videos as well. And also we've added a new feature starting today. We'll link you to the five most recent political headlines in our area. In health news today, Gordon County Schools have adopted a new policy dealing with vaping on campus. Get this, it deals with students in grades 6th through 12th. In today's buzz, we'll tell you about honors for a local Rome native. That would be Chris Crumbly, who's also the director of University of Tennessee Space Institute. Plus, there's a tire recycling effort this coming Saturday, State Mutual Stadium. Some rules do apply. In our Wear Mechanical Weather Center forecast, thank God, 1.25 inches of rain are due here Tuesday and early Wednesday. Those details, no additional obituaries this morning from Sunday. And also we have the Greater Community Bank Crime Watch report with updates from Floyd, Bartow, and Polk counties. Your Truett's Chick-fil-A sports report for the day. John McClellan's high school picks for a very busy Friday night include the big games, Rock Mart Pepperell, Cartersville Sandy Creek, Chattooga County, and Model. Also, Unity does play on Saturday. One more note that Cartersville-Sandy Creek game will be covered by Georgia Public Broadcasting, available over TV on Friday night starting at 7.30. Also posted the weekly high school rankings. Rockmart remains a top 2A. Cartersville is number 2 in 4A. Darlington is number 4 in A private. And Rome rises to number 6 in 5A. Georgia Bulldogs, of course, lost that heartbreaker on Saturday to South Carolina in double overtime. They have now dropped to number 10 in the AP Top 25 rankings. They were in third place. Look for the November 2nd edition of the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville. Yes, the Florida-Georgia game to decide the SEC championship, East championship, we should say. And that, of course, is barring any further upsets. 
But how about those Barry Vikings? The football team won its 20th straight game at home, Valhalla, over Hendricks on Saturday. They're now number seven in the D3 rankings. More rankings due out for the Vikings later on today. Shorter remains winless this year. In fact, their last win came in 2015, October 3rd, as a matter of fact. That is 45 consecutive losses with six games left in this season. Next up, this coming Saturday, homecoming versus North Greenville. The Atlanta Falcons fizzle by one point to the Cardinals. By the way, what is it about Cardinals in Rome and Atlanta sports this week? Anyway, the next game up, L.A. Rams at MBS this coming Sunday. Stuff to know about today, the, this is being celebrated as Columbus Day, which means most financial institutions are closed and there'll be no mail service. There is a Rome City Commission meeting tonight at 6.30, caucus at 5. Urban camping and the panhandle ordinances are on the agenda. Also, a bid to expand the alcohol consumption zones under certain conditions. All right, let's go next up, our rant of the day, which we're calling Block the Vote. Basically, how else can we screw up the November 5th election? Here we go. Never mind that the usual locations for early voting, the Downtown Elections Office, a.k.a. Yellow Brick Courthouse, Rome Civic Center, and a West Rome Church are not being used this time around, allegedly because of scheduling and access issues. You'd think after all these years of advanced voting that the scheduling calendar at the Civic Center would be blocked off for the necessary three weeks for advanced voting. We're assuming revenue trumped the voting rights in this one. Plus, given the numbers the election office and Yellow Brick Courthouse have seen in the past, how is it deemed that it is less acceptable and accessible for upcoming elections? We remind you that during the early voting in the November 2016 election, more than 8,600 people voted at the Yellow Brick Courthouse between October 17th and October 31st that year. Yes, it was a presidential election, so the numbers were up. Still, that's not the issue. The issue there is no major access problems that were there for 8,600 people three years ago, but now a much smaller city election, there are new access concerns. We don't get it. Now comes a, quote, misunderstanding, end quote, about the Saturday and Sunday voting this election cycle. And before you say who needs it, we remind you again in the 2016 election. More than 1,160 people voted on that weekend in 2016 alone. This year, however, it seems no one in the city alerted the elections office to the city's desire to have weekend voting. Remember, elections chief Robert Brady is almost new to our area. We say blame this one on Diane Warwick's Psychic Friends Network, as that message didn't travel from the mines at City Hall down a few blocks to the elections office. The result is a lot of finger pointing and a mad scramble to work out some sort of compromise for the weekend of October 26th and October 27th. Seriously, no one thought about this before or even during candidate qualifying in August? We have confidence they'll work this out somehow, right? Wrong. Yet again, it's a city blunder, a a succession of city blunders, that begs the question, who exactly is in charge? It likewise prompts questions about whether there's some sort of voter suppression effort underway to confuse, if not inhibit, would-be voters this election cycle. Think about it. Three well-known early voting locations, the Elections Office, the Civic Center, and a West Rome Church, all are not in service. A newcomer, the Health Department, is the site to use this year. 
Next, there's no scheduled weekend voting, something that has been very popular in Rome for many years and made a few headlines in recent years as well. Is all this worth a recall to the Secretary of State's office to begin an investigation? We think so. Let's get the experts on this to see exactly what did and what didn't happen. This is a critical election, and we agree, all are critical. Still, we have five incumbents and four challengers fighting for six city commission seats. This election is a referendum. Do we continue to watch city government stumble along, or do voters want to change? This used to be a popular expression out there called rock the vote. From what we're seeing, this election should be branded block the vote. This is John Drucker-Miller with HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. Don't forget we open and close with the stylish renderings of Harry Musselwhite with Funky Druck. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.